It's the WP Minute Plus, your home for long-form discussions with WordPress professionals and industry experts covering our favorite topic, WordPress. Be sure to follow us. Search for WP Minute in your favorite podcast app. Follow this podcast and our five-minute weekly edition. Or head to the WPMinute.com slash subscribe and join the newsletter. I'm told it's like a warm WordPress blanket that gets delivered to your doorstep every week. Looking for all things WordPress? The WP Minute has you covered. This episode of the WP Minute Plus is brought to you by our friends at OmniSend, the top-rated email and SMS marketing platform for WordPress stores. With OmniSend, you'll be launching pre-built e-commerce automations in no time, as well as intuitively segmenting customers based on their shopping behavior and even trying out SMS or push notifications all from the same platform. More than 100,000 e-commerce brands use OmniSend to drive sales and build better customer relationships, converting their customers with quick-to-create, highly relevant emails and texts. Are you ready to start building campaigns that really sell and convert your customers? Find out more at OmniSend.com. That's OmniSend.com, O-M-N-I-S-E-N-D.com, OmniSend.com and give your brand the boost it deserves. Hey, Mike, welcome to the program. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. We're going to talk about all things Jetpack Creator Suite. You're also the, I said suite. I threw on the word suite. It's not suite. It's just Jetpack Creator. I don't know why I threw on the word suite there, but uh, Jetpack Creator recently announced in a blog post. I'll link that up in the show notes on November 6th. Take your content to the next level with Jetpack Creator. What's that all about? We're going to talk about it. You're also the co-founder of No BS CRM, which was acquired by Automatic, which was folded into the CRM solution that Jetpack has in it today. Yep. So it just became the CRM solution of Jetpack. So Jetpack didn't have a CRM offering at the time, and we wanted to fit it somewhere. So the original product name had a swear name in and a swear word in even and one of the conditions of the acquisition was we don't have swear names in automatic products <laughs> such a so, such an automatic thing to <laughs> do i mean come on let's keep it in there so, so it was zero bscrm and then we sort of rebranded it a, a little bit to just zbs because like people could still understand like the the bs in it and then decided to either just rebrand it under Jetpack. I know why you named it that because there's a lot of BS in CRM <laughs> and we can talk about that. There's a lot of BS in, in content marketing in the creator space, right? A lot of platforms out there. Largely, I'd say the fact that things are so darn expensive when you get into the, like, you know, the enterprise space, which often dips down to, to the average creator. Perfect example would be like HubSpot, right? Where HubSpot, is many, many thousands or tens of thousands a month for some brands out there. They try to dip down to the low end, right? Where, hey, just spend a couple hundred bucks for HubSpot. And then you get in there and not only was that expensive, but there's so much stuff in it. Do I need all this stuff? And I assume, I never used your product back in the day when you first launched it, but I assumed it was a more minimalistic approach to CRM inside WordPress. Yep. So that one started off on the back of, so the co-founder's dad worked in construction and he tried using Salesforce at the time and it was just too complicated and he just needed something simple to send invoices to his people that he's putting roofs on houses to. And so he just built something very bare bones using custom post types at the time to sort of get it easy to use for people that didn't want to 
do a master's in CRM software. And that was a similar theme that we had across, like we had a few testimonials on the old YouTube channel of people just saying it's really good to be able to just use something integrated to my website without needing to learn all of this extra stuff and just pay a ton of like money to like the big players. I, I always wondered the acquisition of your product into Jetpack. I always wondered like, why roll it into Jetpack? Why not just leave it standalone? It, sem- it seemed like it could be just a standalone product. I mean, I know Jetpack has like the modules these days and uh, or you can modularize it and you can say, I want this, I don't want that. I always felt like it would have been a great standalone product, just like I feel video video press would be an amazing standalone product where I don't need anything else, even Jetpack. Just give it to me straight, the video press. I, I'd say the same thing for CRM. What, the particular strategy, I mean, I get it now. I get the strategy, but what are the what are the thoughts of like tying Jetpack so closely to CRM? So it's down to the whole general strategy of the individual plugins now in Jetpack. So CRM was probably the first one. We wanted to fit it under an automatic brand, and Jetpack has a wider reach of websites that are using Jetpack and connected and a number of business sites, and it fits quite well to these sort of smaller, probably even smaller than small business. So you wouldn't, like if it's a one-man person trying to manage his creator business and he wants to start building a little bit more data around the people, then it fits in quite well. Um, so it sort of fitted into that side of things was the sort of thinking around it. Yeah. Was your original product SaaS-based? No, it, it was always a WordPress plugin. So Just WordPress plugin. Data stays right inside WordPress. Yep, yep, which was quite popular in like definitely in Germany. So around GDPR, like you people want, wanted to keep their own data and not just have it sitting on the cloud somewhere. So that was like one of the main selling points of it at the time was that yep. people just could have the data, download the data, and not get worried about it going out of business and you losing all your contacts. So that was a good, and, we, and that's still the case today. It's still all in your own install, so you can take it oh, wherever okay. you want. So even with Jetpack, it's not like hosted at .com or something like that. That data still lives in the in the database of the website. Correct, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Do, are you continuing to improve the CRM product and launch new features for that, or is it more like publishing and content creation as a whole, like we're about to get into with Jetpack? Do you all still invest in the CRM side of things? Yeah, yeah. So there's still work going on in the CRM. There's been a lot of like bringing it in line with the Jetpack look and feel as well. So if you installed CRM uh, before version 6, you'd just get the black and blues of the old ZBS plugin, whereas now it's moving more in line to fit in with more places Literally with the actual... Literally and figuratively, the black and blue of install. So turning it green, making it a bit more of a consistent view across all of the Jetpack products, and then leaning into the creator side of things. If you're building your subscriber list, then... You can then complement that with CRM. That's sort of the longer term yeah. plan there. That, like, if you try and remember, like we had this conversation before about our kids, we can make a little note about how many boys I've got, what age they are, and then when we talk again, you'd be like, "Oh, what were they called?" And you can just bring it up nice and easy. Maybe you can explain. I don't want to put. I don't want to put words in, into your mouth, but like I, I, I'm really friendly with Jesse Friedman, who is probably now doing WP Cloud Project. I know Jeff Galinsky used to work for me. He designs for Jetpack. I feel like you still have like that entrepreneurial spirit in you. (laughs) Like I see your tweets. I see the way that, you know, like when you were talking about creator, 
is that something that they like entrust you with? Because I feel like you might you feel a little bit different than the average automatic employee, I guess. Like you seem like more of like a product guy, but you're out there like talking about it with more marketing speak. Am I, is my compass correct with that? Or, or is it just like, Hey, you can't help yourself. This is just the way you are. Uh, I think it's just ingrained in me in the, like, that's my passion is like the product vision. And just as a certain of your own business, you, you talk about it, you build in public and you try and get the word out more. And I, I sort of carried that across other Jetpack products that I've worked on. So Creator was me just using Jetpack more, noticing these areas and like, well, we could package this and present it in a way that it, it displays the value of what's in Jetpack that might be quite hard to find. Yeah. I, I'm going to keep burying the lead of uh, Jetpack Creator for a, uh, a few more moments. Jetpack has always been something that, obviously, look, if you go back 10 years, there was a lot of bad sentiment around Jetpack. I think it slowly has, you know, improved for for the team, for the company, for the product itself. Like, I think people are maybe less opinionated about Jetpack these days. Rightfully so. I think the product, you know, has become in line with a lot of hardcore WordPress user expectations. For example, being able to uncheck and check off things that we don't want, you know, in the in the install, bloat and speed and performance was always the thing. I, th- I think the team has done a little bit better with that, you know, over the last few years. I would say that the goal, my my hypothesis to the goal is Jetpack looks at WordPress and says, "This is the best way to experience WordPress." How far off am I from that theory or hypothesis? I think it gets closer every day. The more that the team works on like the performance plugin, so Jetpack Boost is out there, and because we're behind a performance plugin, then we need to make sure that Jetpack is also performant. So we have the performance team not only looking at making websites faster, but looking at like on the admin pages, like what are we being as efficient as we can be there, and always like making modules easy to turn off to turn on and just only use what you need because jetpack does have like so many things right stats payment i mean there's a million things in there that that you probably know about (laughs) way more than i do but i'll use jetpack on a friend's site you know a friend comes to me here's an example i have a friend i actually he's my barber and he started a small like little ice cream stand and it's seasonal so it's not open you know year round and i helped him build a site and I put Jetpack on it because one, he was using like affordable hosting. We all know what that means. So I use Jetpack for the CDN, you know, for the images, for the stats, and for the newsletter subscription, right? So, you know, just subscribe to the, to the, to the post. And when he updates a post, people will get the, the email notification. And of course, security. So it would, to me, it was like, man, I don't want to mess with this website. I never want him asking me any questions about it because I'm not going to be his support guy. So I put Jetpack. I certainly wasn't going to give him like Google Analytics and I wasn't going to sign up for whatever MailChimp account. Like I wasn't going to even like go to that route because I didn't want to teach him, train him, and I knew we would forget. And Jetpack was was a good solution for that. It's a interesting thing to say because there's a lot of my friends, probably your friends and colleagues too, who build products that compete with Jetpack. What I'm getting at here is Jetpack is going to be one of those things where uh, with enough users might say, you know what, just use Jetpack to solve that issue. That might also impact 
the smaller product creator that's out there who maybe is doing stats, who is maybe doing a newsletter, who's maybe doing a payment link. As a product owner yourself, a product creator, do you think about that when you're when you're rolling out the products, like how to integrate into the ecosystem? Is it the you know the most fit products win at the end of the day? Like, do you have a, an ear to the ground of sort of the blue collar product maker that's out there? Yeah, so I personally follow quite a lot of indie makers and like the product people, and certainly in the UK, there's very few of us in that have done products and have essentially a few have taken to acquisition. So, and there's a lot of people building different things. So I think the fact that automatic it might be in Jetpack and we're leaning into a certain direction, I think just helps with the healthy competition of some of these smaller indie developers that can, even if they're focused on the right thing, if they like know directly down on a small area, they can even execute better than a bigger organization organization could do. So I think it helps yep. with with that, that the fact that so a company like Automatic is looking at the creator space and offering tools to help people grow newsletters that the other newsletter plugins will be sort of taking note and thinking, okay, I can take a little share of this market as well. I just recorded a news roundtable uh, for the WP Minute uh, Plus podcast, and we were talking about, uh, let's say, WordPress.com versus Jetpack versus Woo uh, Express and Woo.com, and like you had all of these different pockets of like ways to do things with WordPress all under the umbrella of, of automatic. And it makes it pretty challenging, right? So if somebody came to you at automatic and they say, Hey, Mike, the, the goal is to launch something for creators, but you have to do it with just like the tools you have right here. Like we're not going to give you WordPressCreator.com. No, no, you're going to do this in the in the thick of all of these things, the Jetpack stack, the WordPress.com stack. I don't think it's fair. I, I think it makes your job a little bit more challenging because WordPress can do so many things and WordPress and Automatic itself doesn't give like the tight funnel lane on how to achieve that. Like sell things with your WordPress website. It's massive WooCommerce. Become a blogger. It's the entirety of WordPress in the ecosystem at WordPress.com. It's be a creator, like maybe say Ghost or Beehive, but those are real tight UIs that do one specific thing. We don't get that in the WordPress world, or maybe it's just slow baby steps to get there. Is Jetpack Creator that initial step in that direction? I think it's starting to pull things together that way. So if you try to use it today, the, like I say, that type, somebody new to it wanting to create something, there's a lot of different directions. So if you're creating a course, you, it's not just Jetpack Creator, you'd need to look at something like Sensei, Sensei on the side. And so there's like, if you wanted to run a community, then it, you look at, again, thinking of WordPress, things like a BuddyPress alongside the type of thing. So the, it's sort of trying to bring that together a little bit. And, but those like definitely, UX flows of somebody coming in with a specific like vertical. That's, I think that's still got a way to go. But yeah. I think that it is starting to happen more in like the work, the WordPress community, like the Ollie WP theme. That's been some good steps in like what what is a theme and what is a plugin. And there's some other similar things like that that are leaning on the Gutenberg side of things to say, look, you can create this, but we're going to make it a little bit easier. Yeah. I've, I've got a number of friends that 
like maybe try and do something with WordPress and then they'll just jump to a, another solution because it's like, oh, this, I'm being shown all these yeah. extra areas like, <clears throat> that I'm not really interested in. And maybe we'll see a future where when the admin gets redesigned, because I'm not a developer, so I have no idea like what kind of effort this takes. But when the admin gets redesigned, maybe turned into blocks, it might be easier to build an admin experience that is more, you know, pinpoint to like what we want to do. Oh, only show posts because listen, anybody just, they're just here to make blog posts or show products and pages because it's just a basic e-commerce site and never have a blog on it or something to that effect. And maybe WordPress can become more modular because I'm using a, a P2 instance for my uh, WP Minute, some of my WP Minute members. And like P2 is pretty cool. It's still just WordPress. Like it, like it doesn't, mm. like it's like, man, you could compete against like a Slack or a Teams with, with P2, but no, it's still kind of just like rough around the WordPress edges, you know, which is not your fault, but it's just like, there's so many things that WordPress does and Automatic's trying to solve it. It can kind of make, you know, the task a little bit more challenging. Yeah, and P2 definitely, it's got some cool features that like, I kind of wish were available elsewhere. So like the mention system and a lot of the things yeah. there that are it's sort of like a good thing to start a community. But then on the other side of it, it's very more like workspaces so you create a workspace as opposed to a community so it could be another angle that p2 would fit would be if someone wants to create a community so like the wp minute podcast or like a post status that instead of being on slack could be running on something like p2 if you're listening to this matt i'm using p2 hook, hook us up <laughs> let's get let's get things going all right let's talk about jetpack creator is it Modules collected together. I keep calling them modules. They're they're modules, right? Is that what how Jetpack refers to them? Yeah, it does. Um, so it's sort of a little bit of blocks. So I don't know if you've when you sort of start a new post in WordPress and you press the little plus button in the corner. If you type Jetpack, it'll bring up a load of green colored blocks. So that's all of the tools that you can use to help create content. So things like you can embed a a link to booking slots on your calendar. You can do business hours. There's the AI um, block that helps you create content or edit content. So there's a lot of tools in Jetpack already that you can find if you know what block you're looking for. But if you if you don't, you're sort of a little bit in the wild. So things like a map box. And so if you want to show like where your office location is, there's a nice straightforward Jetpack block that can do things like that for you. And unless you go looking for it, we don't really show it anywhere in like the Jetpack settings pages. So that's sort it, of like the first thing is making content a little bit easier to create through blocks and patterns. There's not really many patterns shipped in Jetpack just yet, but there are um, plenty of blocks and you can build them with the any sort of block based theme. So when somebody's subscribing to Creator, so I'm just looking at the site, we're recording this during a pretty hefty 70% off now Black Friday week. This is going to air a couple weeks after the sale, but it's $19 a month for the first year build yearly. I believe that's what it's going to be without the discount. Is that just these specific features in Jetpack or is there like a whole other sort of creator plugin uh, being installed? It just enables them the features that are in Jetpack. So there's no plugin, standalone plugin for this yet it's all running from jetpack on that side of things as for the so it'll be the first year you get a 50 percent discount so it's showing 10 bucks a month yeah so 10 bucks a month once the black friday 
discounts drop off. But yeah, so it's if you you can do a lot of it, pretty much all of it for free with just Jetpack. But the transaction fees are a little bit higher. If you were to use the donation block and start accepting donations, then you there'd be a bit higher transaction fee on top of the Stripe fees. So there's nothing in Creator at the at the moment that's really that you can't try for free in the the free one. There's a few like things around the creator network that are a little bit different if you're a paid subscriber or a free user and we can talk about that a little bit more um so there's not new blocks that will unlock if you subscribe everything's already in jetpack when you and the team set off to build the sort of creator package jetpack and make this sort of creator offering is it sort of trying to compete with uh, some of the folks I mentioned before, like a Substack or a Ghost, where it is sort of one of these turnkey solutions that does one or two things really good? Or or do you see Jetpack Creator competing with something else? So there's a lot of work being done on WordPress.com around competing with like the, the Substacks. And Park historically has been you get the best of WordPress.com on your self-hosted site. So Creator is essentially unlocking all of the work that's been done there for people that are just hosting their own self-hosted website. So that's what it's competing with. So any enhancements that are made to how fast you get subscribers or where your site's recommended across the WordPress reader, there's a lot of, it's just enabling that for people that are using Jetpack that wouldn't be part of that otherwise. I'm curious, do you all have a definition for a creator, like a user, a customer avatar, you know, back in my agency days? kind of profile who somebody is, come up with a fake name, what their interests are, how they approach <laughs> it. Like, what, how, do you, how do you think of a creator? What, do, what does she do with her website? I think it covers a lot of different people. So from podcasters to even just like personal trainers that are wanting to take their business online. There was a lot of it that happening in, during COVID that the gyms had to shut. So a lot of personal trainers would go on and they'd start doing Zooms. So or having like a 12-week training program and just having that ability to have a website that can do that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of different angles you could go. You could even go as far as like a cat rescue that wants to start accepting donations so they can set all that up without really... And they can worrying too much about paying a lot for hosting and anything like that. They can get up, get Jetpack installed and start setting up and accepting donations. So there's a lot of different angles you could look at which is the most used creator use case is a completely different question so i think it depends yep. um you could it's tying a lot of different verticals that you could cover so the blogger the youtuber the that could start putting content using something like video press instead of youtube but then youtube does bring other benefits to being on youtubers you know well aware in, in this day and age which listen i, I am a still a diehard blog, own your .com, like have your website, build your foundation, you know, obviously using WordPress. Uh, but over the last few years, which is still funny to say, because it's really like over the last 20 years, marketers are always saying like, grow your email list, have an email list, that kind of thing. Is there a sense of like what creators use more in terms of, of what kind of content they're creating with WordPress and Jetpack? Is it Still blogs, are you seeing a rise in email newsletter creation? Like what is that that content that's being created most? That's a good question. So I think it's 
my gut sort of saying there's people are still blogging a lot and the more people that blog the more people that want to blog and then the the network effect sort of picks up that the more people that are writing the more people that can find things to follow so it feels like with wordpress that like taking e-commerce to one side like people are trying to do that and build their own following because like it, say you do it on twitter or x and then there's a big platform risk there that you can't really get at your contacts or they shut down. Whereas if you're building something that you own and that I think it's still people are trying to grow lists and trying to then monetize those lists. And there's a lot of different ways now that is easier in WordPress that maybe wasn't as easy a few years ago. So things like accepting paid subscribers. So you could be growing a list, you could have 10,000 subscribers and then have specific content going out just to people that are paying you a certain amount per month to be part of a community, for example. So there's a lot of different things now, and I think it all just comes to, there's a lot of different ways to put content out there. So whether it's a YouTube channel, a Twitter account, a TikTok, but ideally you want to get everything, you want to get that person's email to then either, depending on like your goal, do you want to make money from your email list or do you just want to have an impact with the content you produce? So at the end of the day, you just you want that audience to, be able to feel good about what you produce as a content creator and it's it's not easy like I think you've been podcasting over 10 years now and mm-hmm. you, you need to be passionate for what you do like the thing under the underlying thing with creator like if you use Jetpack if you pay for the creator um, plan it's not going, going to fix the issue that you need to be producing that good content and consistently producing that content it just makes it easier with like the introduction of AI. You can maybe not make as many typing mistakes or if you need a bit of help, like getting the skeleton of a, an article or some ideas for some new videos, then you can use the AI to help with that. But in the end, you still have to be putting out that content consistently. Yeah. And because otherwise it's sort of like, I always liken it to turning on a TV channel. And then if there's no content, you just see that fuzzy screen or the one with yeah. the person holding the doll saying like programs yeah, yeah, will yeah. resume shortly that no one's going to want to follow you if you're just not producing the content yeah and uh, it's it is hard to do it's hard to do consistently if if it's not your main um nine to five yeah so there is definitely a desire you know a lot of people look at becoming a creator right uh becoming a youtuber right if you focus on and and I come from a unique angle, right? Because I've I've been podcasting for over a decade, never stopped. <laughs> well, I mean, I, mean, I stopped, but I, I switched from season to season or whatever. But I haven't I haven't quit the the medium. My YouTube channel just crossed fifteen thousand subscribers, and I worked in the audio industry in my last role for two and a half years at a podcast hosting company that actually Automatic had some seed investment in, and I had a, I talked to a lot of podcasters that were like, hey. I want to make money with my podcast, right? They just thought they could just publish the podcast and money would appear, which is sort of like what YouTube has granted upon creators for many years. Like you get to a certain threshold, you get to a certain amount of views. And if it's a quality audience, you're making X amount of dollars per month. It could be hundreds of dollars per month, thousands of dollars a month, many multiples of that if you're like, crazy like pop culture YouTube creator with millions of subscribers. But you hit the the nail on the head is that you can't give up creating this content. 
And there are not many other platforms other than YouTube that actually, air quotes, guarantees payments to creators. In other words, Instagram's not paying me to do anything. Twitter doesn't, although they have a program that I think you can get like sponsored dollars from, but it's like a top secret program or something like that. Or you have to have like this massive reach. Jetpack has through WordPress.com Blaze. Is that a way to monetize through Jetpack Creator? Uh, Blaze is promoting your content. So Okay, promoting your content. Yeah. So the other way around is word ads. So you can again through creator that unlocks the word ads network. So you can start showing ads on your content through a number of ad partners that partner with WordPress. So that's a way to monetize the traffic to your website. So it's just it's not quite a Google AdSense, but it's similar. So you see similar types of adverts popping up on your website. So we've got a travel blog that I've enabled Word Ads on and things like lovehollidays.com is popping up at the bottom of those content. I don't get a ton of traffic to that travel blog because we've unfortunately stopped traveling since having boys. So it's sort of like, again, we're not producing that content. We're not doing like those influencer marketing where you're standing on the edge of a waterfall and like walking down into the pool like not wearing very many clothes (laughs) so like we don't do that sort of stuff so we're not getting that type of hardly any traffic to that site but if we were producing more and more content then that is one way to monetize the the traffic that you're having to your website it's a challenging thing right and it's something that i think is going away i mean i've seen my ad dollars from youtube get cut in half, get cut in half again, get cut in half again, you know? And it's just like, wow, this is a tough game. There's a lot of people who aspire to to do these types of things. And, you know, even with tools like you're providing and YouTube, I, I'm still a big believer in you're going to have to understand that if you're, if you're looking to make any kind of substantial amount of money through content creation, that you have to look at it objectively as a business you have to approach it as a business and you have to think like a business where half your time is spent creating content. The other half is going to be doing like direct sales and partnerships and sponsorships. It's what I've done with the WP Minute. Again, unless you are half naked jumping into a pool off the, off a skyscraper, then most people aren't going to click that, that YouTube video. If it's just an average video then you're going, to, you're going to see less traffic. If you're not posting, you're going to see less traffic. If you're not recording audio, you're going to see less traffic. And it's a lot of work. And I don't have a direct question there, but the creator space is challenging. The money doesn't just show up. Like You have to put in the work for this stuff to, to, to become a business for you. Yeah, I agree with that. So it's for the people that are starting out, like, like I said earlier, it's not it's not the magic pill. It's not the diet pill that you're going to lose 20 pounds overnight. You have to be creating that content and just sort of like whether you're also t- tweeting at the same time or also you do like a, a video version or a podcast version that's then on the various podcast apps. It's getting every little bit of content you produce. It's sort of like how can you repurpose that and amplify that? So there's, again, I'm... I'm keep sort of leaning to different areas of Jetpack. So with Jetpack Social, then you can write and it will ping it out to all of those networks of like, Twitter used to be automatic, but now there's just like a very quick one-click share option that's came out in the last, I think the last release of Jetpack so that you can continue to, you write your content and then you can just click and share it to Twitter 
Um, and there's Mastodon is another one that sort of getting your content out in more places, you're likely to get more people to come and find your website and then hopefully subscribe to a newsletter or to the particular blog post comments or whatever else that you're producing. I want to wrap it up with one other question here. So I'm looking, again, looking at the pricing page, there's a, for creator, there's a 2% transaction fee. Is that going on? Where does that, where does that come into play? The 2% transaction fee? So that's only if you make a transaction through any of the blocks. That, so if you have a paid subscriber and they pay you say $100, then that's, Two percent of that would only happen if that payment is made, but then there's the the Stripe processing fees on top of that. So that that's the difference there is that you could get started building an audience, and then when you come to monetize it later down the line, you can then make the decision of is it worth me upgrading to lower that fee, or I'm happy staying and paying a little bit of a higher fee while still using the things. And that products. could be like a donation form or, you know, yeah. access this private post, but pay me $5 or something like that. Yeah. Or even just like downloadable content, like an ebook you could put there behind a, like the, the premium content block. So you could say, start the content and then you have to pay to download the ebook at the end of it. Pay for payments, probably not. I'll put you on the hot seat a little bit, but for, for payments, do you all ever talk about um, coin payments or anything like that? Cryptocurrency payments. There's a, there's a, digital wallet called get Albi, which is really popular in the in the podcasting space i hate to use the terms bitcoin and crypto because a lot of people start freaking out about it but get Albi does make life pretty easy for podcasters who are looking for you know other means of monetization um, i'm not sure on that one with bitcoin i think with it integrating with stripe i think if stripe is offering that as a payment option then you can just lean into whatever stripe offering because it's when you do choose to set up a paid plan or set up a donation form, you, you go through the Stripe Connect flow. And so it's whether those options are available in Stripe could then come through into the website. I don't think we've had much feedback about people wanting to accept Bitcoin just because of all the ups and downs of like holding your cash in crypto can be a little bit scary yeah. for most. Yeah. Yeah, for the creator side, just to paint the picture for podcasters, one of the, there's a whole, like another sort of almost similar to WordPress is an open source RSS standard called the, the podcasting 2.0 movement. And it's really just enhancing RSS and the capabilities. And one of that is payments through the lightning network, which is like a smallest form of Bitcoin payments. And, and the reason why it's so effective is, is because it doesn't have to go through traditional means of merchant accounts like a Stripe that's always taking the 30 cents plus the 2.9% because what they're doing is they're micro, micro transactions. Like you could be listening to a podcast and just love that moment of the podcast and give somebody 25 cents, right? A, a quarter, a nickel, a dime, a dollar. And all of that money goes to the creator versus if you did it in traditional land, you would lose like 50% of it yeah. and people probably wouldn't even process it because it would cost more money to process it with these other outlets, right? So that's a really popular solution. Anyway, in the podcasting world, it'd be interesting to see if that ever made it to to the WordPress side, like microtransactions to help creators like like mm. that. Mike Stott, thanks for hanging out today. I know you're, you're up late. Indeed, I'm up late, but like I said, the, the boys are in bed and they've not woke up. I was expecting them to... <laughs> to hear the baby cry on like halfway through oh, the podcast. Yeah. 
I know those stresses. (laughs) (laughs) I know those stresses all too well. Mike, where else, where can folks go to find you to say thanks for doing the show? Sure. So you can follow me, find me on Twitter at Mike.wp. I do have a a fledgling fledgling word uh, YouTube channel that I'm starting to do more videos around like the creator space and looking at what some of the bigger websites do for creators, not for creators, but how they set up their content and how, if you were setting up your own, how you could do something similar. But that's just a personal passion. Mike, thanks for hanging out today. Thanks for doing the podcast. That's it for today's episode. Get the weekly newsletter at thewpminute.com slash subscribe. Want to support the show and join a Slack group filled with WordPress professionals like you? Talk about the news, share your WordPress business content, and network with others. Head to thewpminute.com slash support and get access to our group. Support the show for as little as $5 or more if you feel we provided more value. Thanks to our pillar sponsors, Pressable, Bluehost, and Omnisend. Thanks to our Foundation Plus sponsors, WP World, Image SEO, and Hostinger. Thanks to all of our annual supporting members and you, the listener. Without your support, the WP Minute wouldn't be possible. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.